Hi, this is David Yaz of the Boston Podcast Network. We hope you are staying safe, sound, and sane as this year continues to drag on and we do all that we have to do to get through this pandemic. Well, how about this? If you want to be on a Zoom call that isn't dreadfully boring, please join us for Zoomapalooza, an interactive adventure of fun, games, comedy, and who knows what else. Tickets are absolutely free or hire us for your next office or corporate event. Just visit pod617.com slash Zoom. That's pod617.com slash Zoom. Now enjoy the following production of pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves, welcome to the Boston Podcast. Happy 2021, everyone. I'm actually recording this on the last day of 2020. What a wonderful year it was. (laughs) Anyway, great show for you today. We're going to play some games, answer some questions, maybe make some predictions about 2021. I have two awesome professional, super professional people and friends of mine in the business world on the line in the virtual studio. First of all, let's welcome the greatest divorce lawyer that I have on this Zoom call. No, she's a wonderful divorce lawyer. Her name is Amy Huff Harris. Let's welcome her to the virtual studio. Yes. How are you, Amy? I'm good. Thank you very much. That you earned that applause. And by the way, virtual applause is all we have now because no one's allowed to get together and clap. I I think I've forgotten how to clap. My other guest is a a familiar character because she was on the show just a couple weeks ago. She is a holistic body healer, Reiki massage, all kinds of massage to uh, set your body right. Her name is Johanna Gorton. She is on the show. How are you doing, Johanna? I'm doing well, thank you. How about yourself? Good. The last time you were on the show, you mentioned, sort of matter-of-factly, that you had done some acting, and maybe you still will do some in the future, I don't know, but I went and, and looked at the sort of write-up for the, the film that you started and was just very impressed. What was it called again? The Loudest Sound, which is a great title. And Yeah. And if we ever go to the movies again, maybe we can figure out a way to get that back into, into theaters. So first off, I want to talk briefly about sort of what you guys do and how your world has changed. Amy, as a divorce lawyer, the, the word on the street was that they actually got busier in 2020 because people were forced to live with their spouse and realize that their life is perhaps not as shangri as they thought it was and confront some of these things. But then I've heard the divorce numbers aren't necessarily up. So what, what has it been like? Well, our office has been pretty busy and it's funny because November and December are usually slower times Mm -hmm. in, in family law because everybody says, well, I don't want to be with my spouse, but I just want to get through the holidays and then I'll file for divorce. I just want to get through, then I'm going to file. Right. And it's just like, uh, July, August are usually pretty quiet too, because people are like, I just want to get through the summer and then I'm going to file. So September and January are usually pretty busy, busy times. But I have to say that this year had a lot of cases come in, people filing for divorce in December, don't care, don't care that it's the holidays, right. can't stand it, not one more minute, gotta go. And there's actually sadly been a lot more kind of substance abuse issues and mental health issues, mm. I think stemming kind of out of 
the 2020 pandemic. And have, have you been able to do your job virtually for the most part? So, yeah, it was a little difficult to get used to, but uh, yeah, when I first started out, most of my court hearings were by phone. Then now they're mostly Zoom. And I actually, to last May, I did my first Zoom trial and I've just done, I started my second one last week. Mm-hmm. So trial by Zoom. Try- I, who would have <laughs> thought it was possible? But it is. Yeah, it's it's just a crazy world. And yet it's, there were certain things in the legal system that, you can't really replicate on Zoom, which is unfortunate. And I've heard tale of lawyers trying to do a deposition on a witness and notices the witnesses is maybe looking down at some notes that they shouldn't be looking at, but you can get away with certain things on Zoom. So, and do you think, are the courts do, I know they're open in some fashion, very limited or in the coming years? Extremely, yeah. extremely limited. And, and um, no end the, in sight? And no end in sight right now or in the coming months or not really, no. Right now, the court staff, at least in the probate and family court, is under 50%. Oh, boy. I had heard that the, what they're saying is that they're at 50%, but the thing is, I know that they're actually like at like one-third of that 50%. Mm-hmm. So things are moving very slowly. It's hard to get things filed. Very hard to get hearing dates. If, you're, if it's not an emergency, meaning somebody's like bleeding in the street, <laughs> it's really hard to get a, a court date. And uh, people, one of my partners does probate work and that's just not considered a priority at all. Mm-hmm. Well, the person's already dead. Right. So there's no emergency there. They're not getting any so, better. Yes. Uh, you yeah. might want to sell a $4 million house, but that's not a priority because that's just money. Interesting. Yeah. I have, I have been trying to, this will sound random, but it's not because <clears throat> it has to do with the courts, a particular court in New York. I, I got a speeding ticket driving through New York, coming back from the Baseball Hall of Fame with my kids uh, like three years ago. And I just got notified that I better pay it or something bad is going to happen. So I've been trying to pay a bill, but I can't do it online because it's the town of Cherry Valley, New York, population 532. I kid you not. They have court. This is in regular times. They have court once a week, Wednesday night at 7 p.m., and otherwise, you can't get anybody on the phone. And now, and now, so for like two months, I've been trying to pay this. And with the pandemic, it's so. If anyone is all my listeners out there in Cherry Valley, New York, if you could um, please go to pod617.com, email me, tell me. I just want to pay my ticket. I don't want to be a scofflaw. Anyway, Johanna, tell us about your world a little bit. And a lot of us could use a massage right now. So can we still ring you up? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously there are some changes. Everybody wears a mask. Mm -hmm. So that does take a little bit of getting used to, but body work's absolutely possible. Just, I would say, making sure that people are following the protocols, which I am, Mm -hmm. but there's also other modalities that people, uh, that I do, that if people aren't comfortable with kind of hands-on work Mm -hmm. that are also effective, both at relieving stress physically and uh, mentally. Is that like doing the things with the hot stones or anything like that? Or no, if it's not hands-on, what is it? So Reiki is energy work that can be done hands-on or at a distance. Craniosacral therapy is usually done like with somebody fully clothed on the the massage table. So while you're still in close proximity, somebody can be fully dressed. Your hands aren't actually 
usually touching them so that my people might feel comfortable with that. I also, one of my kind of like pivots during uh, the lockdown and everything has been to invest in a pneumatic compression system. And that can actually be operated via Bluetooth. So you can do that with the social distancing. Wait, what? It's the same as a massage, but. Oh, so it's, it's it's, it's a device that's on you. And you can, yeah. you can control so they're it like your, sleeves. Okay. Yep. So it's especially helpful for people with like lymphedema, which unfortunately can be quite common when people are, are forced to be sedentary for long periods of time, mm-hmm. as well as medical reasons. So uh, it's something that's particularly effective for those people or people who are worried about that proximity. You're a good person to ask this question. And I don't want to take away any business from your regular hands-on massage uh, therapy, but Are there any good massage chairs out there or like things that you strap to a chair that are actually that give heat and vibrate and that kind of stuff? There are. Yeah, I I couldn't say specific brands or anything like that. I don't fear being replaced by machines because (laughs) they don't do what I do. Blend modalities, you're not going to find a a machine that's going to do that. But there are definitely tools out there that are helpful. I know Theraguns can be helpful. That'll be kind of percussion or vibration. So that can help with kind of like loosening up some tension, not necessarily something you're going to strap to a chair. Honestly, the my favorite tool is a tennis ball. Oh, really? As like yeah. low tech as it is, like it is my absolute favorite tool. Against a, um, against a wall or against like a chair? Wall, or... floor. Yep. I take it on an airplane with me. You mm-hmm. can fold down the, when we travel on airplanes, you can fold down the tray table, roll out your forearms. Mm. You can roll out your hand. You can put it underneath your leg and kind of do a little work on your hamstrings behind your back for your low back or your shoulder. It, it's just so, it's tiny. You can get it pretty much anywhere. And I like that they're a little softer. A lot of people like to use a softball or a lacrosse ball. Yeah. I like tennis balls because they're a little softer. So if you're going around bony areas, Mm -hmm. your hip, anything that's going to be anywhere close to your spine, obviously don't ever put pressure directly on a bone, Mm. uh, specific, especially the spine, but some of the the tension areas can be nearby those bony areas. So Mm. I like that the tennis ball can curve a little bit around those, like on your foot. It's great for like rolling out your feet if you're sitting at your desk on a Zoom meeting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like tennis balls. Is there nothing they can't do? I was, (laughs) that that when people get to a senior age, a lot of them will need the walkers, right? Whenever you Mm -hmm. see those walkers, they always have carved out tennis balls on the bottom of them. Apparently no one has invented something that is better than the tennis ball for doing that. So and also, I hear you can play tennis with the tennis ball, too, if you want, if you're into I've that. heard so, rumor. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Johanna, if you want to make an appointment with her or get a gift certificate for your best buddy who is stressed out and needs some of Johanna's body healing and such, it is johannagorton.com. That's J-O-H-A-N-A-G-O-R-T-O-N.com where you get in touch with her. And by the way. If you're thinking about divorce or you have a friend that you'd like to get divorced and you want to do that, get a gift certificate. To, no, I'm just kidding. But in <laughs> seriousness, to get into Amy Huff-Harris, if I didn't mention, is a partner at the firm of Long Hagen Huff-Harris, and that is at lhhlegal.com where you learn more about her to get in touch with her. Did I do that okay, Amy? You did a great job. Okay, great. Um, we're going to make a few predictions about 2021, and then later we're going to do a round of good stuff where both of my guests will recommend something good that you should know, consume, learn, do, I don't know, 
we're making this, this stuff up. It's, it's the tail end of this year that we just want to end. But let's play a round of burning questions. So, Dave, hit the button. Play the thing. Come on. Where is it? Just one more thing. I have a riddle for you. Answer the question. All right. Johanna, I'll start with you. If you could describe 2020 in one word, what would it be? Uh, never ending. <laughs> That's a hyphenated word, but you know what? We'll accept it. Good answer. So same question, Amy. Well, perhaps it's a little off color, but I would say cluster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a great answer. <laughs> we all know what you meant. Cluster F. It's a podcast. You can swear if you want to, but you're an accomplished attorney. I don't want you to malign your reputation. All right. And Johanna, in a word or phrase, what is your hope for what the coming year will be like? Optimism. Optimism. That's good. And Amy, same question. Sanity. Sanity. Very good. Very good. All right, Johanna, tell me, and this doesn't have to be one word. You can talk about it. But at what point, if any... In the year 2021, will things sort of kind of feel normal? And how will we know? That's a good question. And definitely not a one word. So I suspect that it will probably be the fall, given the rollouts of vaccine and everything like that, before things finally start to feel normal. And there's not the... I, I got to wait when, another when nine months, another yeah. nine months. Sorry, <laughs> but I think, I think it'll be when we're going into like the flu season and the only thing we're worried about is the flu. Right. Okay. <laughs> People are going back indoors yeah. and we're not having the kind of craziness that we have now. We don't have to necessarily worry about masks inside. I think there's some changes that are going to stick around, honestly. Mm -hmm. I think hopefully there's going to be some more responsibility for people. And I've always been an advocate for this. If you're not feeling well, stay home. Yeah. Like not at the point where you're dragging through the day, but when you're starting to feel bad, take that day off, rest, get fluids. And I'm, I'm hoping there's a little bit of a shift around, around that. Same question for you, Amy. Let's see. I would say a year from February when the groundhog comes out and doesn't see his shadow, <laughs> then we know that, are, that there's only six more weeks of, of, of COVID. Yes. Uh. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Next question for both of you and Johanna, I'll go back to you again. What do you predict the day will be? This isn't meant to be a taking sides political kind of question, but what will the day be like when President Biden is sworn in and what will Don, Donald Trump be doing at that moment? What will that day be like? Oh, he's going to be golfing. <laughs> is he? <laughs> Well, that's all he's been doing, right? Isn't that what his, he's been on the golf course the past like two weeks, three weeks? So I suspect that Donald Trump will be golfing. Okay. Because he'll be allowed to win. And <laughs> I, I think that there, I suspect, unfortunately, that there will probably be some protests like we've seen, sadly, on, on the other side. But mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a lot of people celebrating. Uh, more than we saw on like election day. I know I didn't see a lot in the streets. I know there were a few places where people were out and really partying it up, but I suspect that we'll see a lot of that in quite a few areas, including I think in places around the world, just like we saw when they, they kind of announced the election results. Right. Amy, how about you? What do you think? Any predictions? So I think that he'll be 
tweeting from the desk in the Oval Office. <laughs> and the movers will be coming and putting wheels under the desk <laughs> yes. and moving them out slowly and into the moving van. That's what I think is going to be happening. With how, and I'll ask you, I'll pose this one to you, Amy. How surprised have you been that to this day, we're, on, we're recording this on the last day of 2020. And as far as I know, President Trump still hasn't acknowledged that he lost anything at all. Is that, has it been surprising to you or what have your what has your reaction been to that? Well, given the work that I do in divorce and my, and I'm not a clinician, but mm-hmm. my experience with narcissistic personality disorder, mm-hmm. I would say it's actually not all that surprising. Really? So in the realm of sanity, it's extremely unusual and surprising. Right. But given my background in divorce and knowing a little bit about that, not that surprised. Now, what he said was, was in, in a normal year, you, this would be the most unbel- outrageous thing a, a president or a candidate, whatever, has ever said. But he, the way he describes the election night, right, when he says, we were winning, we were up big in these states, and then all of a sudden it started to go the other way, suggesting that is something suspicious. When any rational person knows they were simply counting the votes and they counted more votes and they and as they counted more votes, you had fewer votes at the end of it. Is that my question for you, knowing a little something about narcissism, Amy, is does he really believe that or is that something he concocts in his head to try to manipulate us? No, it's a true uh, belief. A sort of they're, they're, delusional it's a belief. It's yeah. a different reality. It's okay. a different reality. Yeah. That it reminds me of, I don't know if you guys caught the last episode of Saturday Night Live. It might not have been the last one, actually, but they had a really good spin on that business of, and all of a sudden we started losing like it was something mystical. And if you guys will indulge me, I'll play this little clip for you of SNL. It was a sort of sports thing. Around, you oh, know is what? this the Sports Max? Yes. It's yes. Be- yes. So you guys can watch and our listeners can listen for a couple minutes of this. Millions of real Americans are switching from Fox News to Newsmax because Newsmax tells them the truth that Donald Trump could still win this election. And because of our recent success, we're launching Sportsmax as a network for real Jets fans, giving you the truth about America's favorite football team. Now, a lot of mainstream sports networks like ESPN are saying that the Jets have not won a single game this year, that they're (laughs) 0-12. Which is very interesting because the truth is the Jets have already won 11 games this season. (laughs) Sure, yeah, take us through that. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. Now, the experts tell you that the Jets lost to the Bills 18-10 back in October. Sounds like a done deal, right? No, and not so fast. Let's take a closer look at the numbers. If we dig in here, we'll see that after the first quarter, the Jets were winning the game 3-0. But then something very suspicious happens, right? <laughs> okay, the Bills start getting all these points out of God knows where. <laughs> Either the Jets won't treat nothing or this whole game is rigged. <laughs> Finally, a network that so under- that 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 that's what it was like, right? That's pretty much what it was like. All right, so we'll ask a couple more questions in this round, then we'll move on to our next segment. But Johanna, what moment do you look forward to most in 2021 or beyond, where things get better? Is there a moment in particular or something that you haven't been able to do that you're looking forward to doing? Tell us that. So this is going to make me a super 
I don't know, nerd probably, not geek, but I'm actually really looking forward to being able to take my third level neurokinetic therapy class, which I won't be able to do until we can be in person again. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. But it's something I'm really looking forward to. Yes, you are a nerd, but I sell, <laughs> but I celebrate that because it's like the things people, the big things we think about are like organizations had to close down and cancel huge conventions and everything. But think of the number of just like little like book club meetings and improv comedy classes, just to name a couple random things and like things where people used to get together. How about you, Amy? What are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to going to the beach without wearing a mask. (laughs) There you go. Now you can go to the beach without wearing a mask, can't you? I suppose. Depends on how close the next blanket is. That's true. That's true. Well, we do have those things to look forward to. And to give you a couple other things to look forward to, we're going to have each of our guests recommend something good in this segment of good stuff coming up in just one minute. Before we get there, let me remind you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. Pod617.com is where you go if you want your own podcast. Is now a good time to start one up? Yes. What a great idea for 2021. Launch your own podcast. It's a great way to market your business, your professional service. If you're a financial advisor, a lawyer, a business owner, anyone who wants to connect with their network, their clients and potential clients, invite them onto your podcast as a guest. And we'll take care of everything for you. Produce the whole thing. We'll ship you out a quality USB microphone. So you can do the whole thing from the comfort of your home, or you can join us in our very sanitary, very socially distanced studios in Westwood, Mass. Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network in pod we trust. Let's play a round of good stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. Let's see, Johanna, I'll pick on you first because I, you, as we were discussing the segment before we started recording, you immediately hosied one. That's the word we used to use as a kid when you claim something. I hosey that seat and uh, you have one ready to go as I understand it. So <laughs> please tell us. Uh, yeah. Well, so I just a couple of weeks ago got my hair cut at Rafi Salon by Suzanne Palmacci, who is just a saint and goddess amongst curly-haired stylists. As somebody who has curly hair, it's very hard to find somebody who can cut curly hair well, and she's the best. They're at 134 Newberry Street, and they are following all of the, the protocols and guidelines. I felt very comfortable being in there. Everybody's was distanced all the spaces were blocked off, so you had plenty of room. And so I, I highly recommend them, and yeah. specifically Suzanne. <laughs> Specifically, Suzanne. Wow, good shout out to Suzanne. All right. There was a character on Peanuts, Charlie Brown and Lucy, but there was always, there was one character that always was proud of her naturally curly hair. And is that a thing? Like, are you guys like a secret club that we're not allowed to be in? Am I naturally curly? Yes. You remember it, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that character's name was. It was one of the sort of. She was partnered with Pigpen in the Charlie Brown Christmas movie. Okay. There you go. But I also am blanking on what her name is. Yeah, I don't know. She might not have had a name. She was been curly hair girl. Anyway, all right. So that's where you go to get your hair done. Good to know. If I had any, that's where I would go. I yeah, I could have curly hair. You wouldn't even know because there there's virtually none atop my head. Amy, your thoughts? Something good to recommend to our listeners? So well, I guess I'm going to go for the low hanging fruit and say Johanna Gorton. All right. <laughs> <laughs> for for body work and holistic body work and massage 
because I'm going to show my age and say in the tradition of Cy Sperling, not only am I the hair club president, but I'm also a member. And You're also a, a client, client, right? And, and I have to say that Johanna has actually helped me through several different issues where body, the body work is absolutely perfect. And I felt 100%, 200% better after working with her. And I, I see Joanna fairly regularly and she keeps me in tip top condition. That's, it's terrific to know. I wonder what percentage, I guess I should ask you, Johanna, what percentage of people over the, well, I'm over 50, so I'll just, I'll point the uh, camera at myself here and say, what percentage of people of my age don't have back problems? <laughs> Is that, it, it, it's like for a while, there were actual stores, there was a store called the Relax the Back Store. And I don't know if that business succeeded or folded or whatever, but it only sold stuff to help you with your back. What a monumental problem. Is that what, like, what would, how widespread is this epidemic, Johanna? First of all, thank you, Amy. I really appreciate your kind words. But I would say it's actually very common. And sometimes it's mid-back, sometimes it's low-back, sometimes it's upper-back. But part of it is we're learning more about the impact of sitting. And so for a long time, we just didn't know that like what the impact was on the body or we didn't equate it with like, well, this is why I have back pain. So I think it's, I don't think it's so much necessarily like a, a specific age because it's age related. It's, I think it's more just like, as we're learning more, as standing desks are becoming more common, as people are investing more time and energy into their health and well-being, exercising more, I think those few, those problems are becoming fewer and fewer, but it is at, le- at least at this point, some sadly, a fairly common problem yeah. that people are, are dealing with. I mean, that's one of the reasons I like, I do kind of like the combination of modalities because it, it not every back pain responds to one thing. It's not one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And the neurokinetic therapy specifically is really geared towards being a long-term fix as opposed to just like, well, you're going to feel good for a couple of days, but you're going to tighten right back up. Mm-hmm. And so, so that involves more of a permanent fix usually than just uh, kind of like, oh, feel good until I see you next week or yeah. in two weeks. The sitting thing you mentioned is, I can attest to the fact that is a real thing. Meaning if you throw out your back, sometimes you throw out your back, you try to lift something too heavy or whatever, or you're playing sports, you just wrench your back. But the, the times when I've been in the most pain have been when I have like switched a chair that I'm normally in this chair when I'm doing my work and now I'm in a different chair and something's off a little bit, an inch here or there, about like either where my hands are going or whatever, that has caused me to be like flat out for almost a week. And uh, as Mick Jagger once famously sang, what a drag it is getting old. But, it's, but I'm glad that you're on the case, Johanna. All right, I will recommend something for good stuff. It is completely random, but is a documentary on Netflix. If you've heard of Netflix, then yeah, I think most of us have. Some of us have almost finished the entire compendium of Netflix. And uh, this is a documentary I just started watching. So there won't be any spoilers here because I can't spoil it because I'm only halfway through it. But it's pretty awesome. It's called The Legend of Cocaine Island or something. Wait a minute. Let me call it up on my screen. Yes, it's called The Legend of Cocaine Island. It's on Netflix. And we will listen to just about a minute of this trailer. A northern fairy tale starts off once upon a time. A southern fairy tale starts off. Y'all ain't gonna believe this shit. (laughs) Cocaine. Over 70 pounds. Just waiting for someone to dig it up. I'm a dreamer, but I'm not a greedy person. 
I wanted to take care of my family. We've got a plane, we've got a pilot, and we've got a plan. Let's go get it. I was talking that smack, that drug talk. Say hello to my little friend. What the fuck are you doing right now? I didn't know if he would ever be coming home. It's a nightmare. Fucking crazy. I didn't know what was going to happen. I opened it up and... All right, well, maybe you get the point. Sorry for the F-bomb in there, everyone. I didn't know that was coming. But you can swear on Netflix. You guys heard that, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So the story, which you get a taste of it from the trailer, but there's a guy who's a real estate guy, contractor, and he had been, like, living it up in the... 2000s and was very successful and had a home with his family. Everything was great. And then 2008 happened. His business just collapsed. So he had to really downsize and he's living in this kind of, kind of a very humble town in Florida and getting together with some of the locals. And he says, it's really colorful. And you guys know Florida, everyone's nuts. Anyway, so there's this one guy who just starts telling him the story about how he had been in Puerto Rico years ago and a bag washed up on the beach, and he just didn't know what it was, opened it up. It turns out it's a million dollars worth of cocaine. And he doesn't know what to do with it because he's in Puerto Rico, and he thinks if he turns it over to the authorities, then who knows what might happen. And so he buries it, and then he moves, and he buries it again. And finally, he buries it, and he just leaves it there, and he just leaves. He goes back to the States, and it's still there. And he's talking among these friends, and these friends hatch a plan to go get it and try to sell it. And what would you guys do if you found a million dollars worth of cocaine and no one else is looking? What would you do with it? Amy, what would you do? You're a member of the bar and you're, this is under the pains and penalties of perjury. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. And I'd have to say that I would turn it in because otherwise I could lose my license to practice. That's true. You have the easy, <laughs> the, the easy out. What if it were just cash though? What if you found a million dollars worth of cash? I think I'm still like the goody two shoes and I would turn it in because it's the right thing to do. And I would cry. I would cry. Wrong answer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you'd almost like to get something out of it. Like there should be a reward for this. Like if I'm going to be a good person and turn in this million dollars, I deserve like at least a thousand or something. Johanna, would you keep? I I think the reward should be the million dollars that I turned in. Okay. Well, (laughs) you can ask for that, but probably won't work out that way. Johanna, what would you do? I really want to be the goody two shoes. <laughs> yeah. That being said, if I found it the way that kind of it seems like this is unfolding, yeah, uh, and knowing then where the the source of it was, then I would probably like pay off my student loans, <laughs> right. pay off my parents' house, and then donate a whole bunch of it to charity. Oh, um, you guys are both no fun. Well, by the you know, yacht. I, now, the, the, the problem is, like, in this day and age, we worry about getting caught because there are just so many ways to get caught these days. So if you, you shove the million dollars into your trunk and you happen to be at a gas station with a security camera, then it's going to come back to haunt you or whatnot. I don't know. I had, I've only had one experience, which is even remotely like this, and it's not like this, but I'll tell the story anyways real quick. I was working in Boston and kind of walking across near Park Street, station right near Boston Common there. A whole bunch of people are all around and I'm just walking from someplace to someplace. And there's one of these messenger guys and he's on rollerblades. I guess we lost Amy for a minute. Well, yeah, I know. Was the story that bad? I was just getting started. Hopefully. Well, I think that was, it It was a slow lead. (laughs) You're tough. All right. I'll speed up the story. Anyway, one of these guys, he's on rollerblades. He's killing a messenger because he's got a backpack and he's whizzing along 
and he drops a wad of bills like right in front of me. And it's a pretty big wad of bills and they're all at least 20s. It, then he's off. He's rollerblading down through Boston Common like at kind of a rapid speed. And I look at it and I pick it up. And I the first thing, unfortunately, which made it so, not so much of a moral dilemma because I had to try to give it back to him because everyone's watching me at this point. So I, and I'm in a, a suit and tie and dress shoes and I'm running through Boston Common holding the money. I'm going, hey, hey. And I didn't think I was going to catch him. I, I was barely keeping him like b- below the horizon. He's going over these little bumps <laughs> and stuff. And finally I get close enough where I can see him in the distance and he has stopped and he is looking down at his pants and he is doing this, throwing his arms up as if to say, oh my God, I'm screwed. I just lost all the money and um, then he sees me running up and he goes and pardon my friends but this is what he said he comes and he goes no way no fucking way did you just bring that money back to me and I'm like that's yours man here take it and he peels off a 20 and he goes please take this so I'm holding the 20 I am suck I can barely talk because I'm breathing so heavy and he, he thinks the 20 isn't enough so he rolls off another 20 I'm like no like 20 is fine I'll take that as a reward thank you so that was my uh, found money story that's very nice. Maybe I should have kept the money and invested it in Apple or something. I don't know. All right. Well, we lost Amy, but we're going to have to say goodbye to our listeners without Amy. But if you want to get in touch with Amy, once again, the website to find attorney Amy Huff Harris is lhlegal.com. And of course, everyone's favorite body healer, Johanna Gordon. Go to johannagordon.com for more info. I hope you had fun today, Johanna. This is a blast. Thank you so much. What a way to end 2020. Exactly. You might have to become a regular on the show. I would love that. I would be happy to. All right. Well, I'll have my people call your people. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. If you like this podcast, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And if you want your own podcast, go to pod617.com. On behalf of Johanna and Amy, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Happy New Year, everybody. See ya. See ya.